We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we have a big show for you. Now, typically on Mondays, we bring you the interview that Toby Rowland does weekly with Joe Castiglione. In light of the the news of the week, in light of everything that's happened this week and what could happen over the weekend, we thought, we, we better bring this to you today. So coming up here in mere moments... Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, sits down with Joe Castiglione. We dive right into digital ticketing and also the significance of the June 1, I guess you could say, vote and where the the Big 12 and where Oklahoma lands on that front. So that's coming up here very quickly. You won't want to miss it. It's informative, and we learn a lot about the return to campus for student-athletes. Also, later on in the show, spotlight from this week. Really good conversation about the wide receiver position for OU football as we continue our position breakdowns and we look at the receiver position. Sooner Sports Podcast, before we get to any of that, is brought to you in part by AT&T. AT&T is America's best network. OG&E. OG&E is power at the speed of life. And don't forget, 2020 football season ticket renewals are now live. Log into your account on Soonersports.com to view all of your renewal information and to renew today. All right, let's get after it. Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, sat down with Joe Castiglione this morning, and the conversation started with the plan to move to digital ticketing. Tell us the thought process behind it, and then we've had a few people out there that have 
voice some concern about it who perhaps aren't as accustomed to digital ticketing these days as as others are. So just tell us about the uh, digital ticketing plan. Actually, we've been working on this for a little while now and have experimented at some of our events. You know, depending on uh, uh, who might be listening, some some have experienced it, you know, during the time we uh, tried to test it at uh, both um, Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium and the Lloyd Noble Center. And it's worked uh, virtually without a single problem. We were very, very happy with it. People have traveled to some uh, venues. They've seen this start to evolve across the country. A lot of uh, facilities that host professional teams uh, have moved more and more to this. In fact, if anybody went to the Peach Bowl this year listening today, they know that we used a digital uh, ticketing experience. So we were moving to this before the pandemic. But once we got into the pandemic, it just became... um, completely uh, obvious to us that this would be part of an overall strategy to create as much of a touchless experience uh, for our fans uh, from driveway back to the driveway. If that's the mode of transportation they're taking to come to the stadium. Uh, and that, So it, it doesn't just include uh, admission to the stadium, but those who are parking in Certain lots around the stadium will also have uh, digital parking passes. So, it's, again, we're trying to find new ways to uh, make the experience uh, better and better for our fans. And we haven't totally perfected it yet, but we've also been experiencing, uh, experimenting with uh, a um, an app so people can order food pay for it um, without exchanging cash. And, uh, again, another another step for convenience, efficiency, and safety. And so uh, these are the kinds of things we've talked about over the last several weeks. We move forward. We're going to have a new normal. Um, it, it is not going back to the way things were in a lot of ways. And uh, this, however, can be a really good thing once people get used to it. And so ask me any other questions related to some of the concerns you might have had expressed. Yeah, well, um, Benny has just texted in. Benny is one of our uh, visually impaired listeners. I'm sure you know Benny well. He uh, was asking, uh, and I'm sure these plans will be announced later, but if you do not have a smartphone, is there a plan for those who do not have smartphones? I'm Absolutely. We'll have uh, all kinds of new situations develop in the first year. So we'll have staff uh, all around our venue to help with ticket resolution. We, we don't know for sure yet, Toby, because of our planning around what form football will take, but we might have an entirely different plan to have people uh, – come in and leave the stadium you know we might have social distancing measures so there's a lot of things that are, are possibly going to change but not to fear we know a lot of people don't have smartphones we will have a uh, a way for that um, 
they will be treated just just as well. It will get them the right uh, admission plan. And uh, I know some people have expressed disappointment because they may not have tickets to keep anymore as souvenirs. So we've also have a plan for that. So people who would like to have a commemorative ticket, there'll be a way to obtain that as well. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. We were just talking about that. One other thing, one other thing that might encourage people to uh, consider a smartphone. Not that I'm here uh, advocating for any phone company here, but uh, or, or uh, uh, electronic device. But we're trying to create um, uh, additional digital, uh, I guess you could say, elements like wayfinding. So uh, for people, you, you're familiar with uh, the apps that we we have on phones now for uh, travel. We're going to do, we're working on, it's going to take a little bit, but we're working on a wayfinding measure. So when you, when you park your car, you could find the best way, the most efficient way to get in the stadium without standing in line. So these are the kinds of creative advancements we're working on and they will be ready in time. Okay. Um, I think Ohio State has announced uh, that, that they're going to open their campus up for voluntary workouts again uh, June 8th. The SEC's having a vote today with their presidents. Some schools out there have, have said June 1st. Uh, Lincoln said last week he felt like June 1st was, was too soon. Do you worry if other schools, especially peer schools out there, college football peers that, that you, you're in the hunt for national titles with, start to open up their campus for voluntary workouts and stuff, so let's say June 1 or June 8, does that put pressure on, on you to move up your timeline, whatever that may be? No. Uh, it does not. I'm certainly well aware of it. And one could argue that there are advantages, you know, for getting, you know, the student athletes uh, back on campus, you know, as soon as possible. But there are also risks. And in our mind, as we consistently listen to the medical experts we've been talking about for weeks and weeks now, uh, we don't believe uh, we're at a point yet where uh, the positives outweigh any of the risks. In fact, it's quite the opposite, Kobe. In our mind, the risks far outweigh any of the positive gain we might have for those few weeks. So we are not planning to uh, have our student-athletes back in the uh, first part of June. However, you know, we do know they are quite a few conversations that will be taking place today, maybe early next week. Our own conference hasn't um, taken a position on that yet. Uh, just like you mentioned, uh, other conferences have not yet taken a position on that. You know we've tried to make some decisions uh, in a uh, collective way, collaborative way, so that there's some uniformity to what we do. Uh, so we'll wait and see until those votes are taken. And, and ultimately, you know, we know that as much as uh, you know, ADs or athletic departments, you know, have uh, formulated their plans, these are still decisions that are made by 
campus leaders uh, in some ways. You know, the, the uh, instructions or edicts by mayors, governors, or uh, the federal government. So we have several different elements to this. The NCAA made their uh, statement the other day because they are deferring to each of the states and the schools to um, determine how they would open up after June 1st. Doesn't mean that you have to open June 1st. It's uh, it's going to be uh, a conference to conference, hopefully several conferences voting the same thing. But if that doesn't happen, then we will make our decisions based off of you know what our conference does. But I, I do not anticipate us uh, bringing student-athletes back in the early part of June. Last question, we'll let you go, and, and this could be quick if you would like for it to be. You told us before that if the college football season was going to start on time, that that was a decision that probably needed to be made by the 1st of June or at the latest mid-June. That's quickly approaching. Do you feel like that that we are on the timeline here where that decision could still be made in a positive manner? Well, let me put it this way. I don't feel like that decision is going to be made in that time frame. Um, hmm. We are uh, still talking about the decision to bring student-athletes back to campus for voluntary workouts. We haven't talked about organized activities yet. And that could still be discussed uh, today or during those calls where uh, they might make some determinations about both, you know, the access to facilities and then subsequently at a later date, organized activities. So right now we're just talking about letting a student athlete come in, get their workout and leave. That's all we're talking about. So we're not even close to talking about the season. Now, I do think we might benefit by uh, more time, uh, which means you know, more and more advancement, hopefully, you know, in the areas of uh, uh, testing and protocols, but you know, hopefully a decline in the spread of the virus, uh, possibly therapeutic uh, treatments. I know people keep talking about a vaccine, but that does not appear to be imminent. I guess there could always be a a wonderful uh, piece of news that breaks at some point. So uh, I don't think the timeline will occur that way. Uh, some might even argue that it's best to wait a little longer before we make that decision. Uh, so I I uh, I think it's going to be possibly more like the uh, early to mid part of July before that decision is made. Um, the sooner, you know, we have the right amount of information to make a well-informed and, and sound decision, you know, the better, but it doesn't appear that that information is imminent. You know, I, I think if you've gone to enough events, if you've traveled, you realize digital ticketing is the way of the future. And I saw a note online because I'm, 
I'm like many. I keep my press passes. I keep my tickets when I go to games. They will have commemorative tickets, commemorative paper tickets that will be available to fans who want them to have a collection like that. So I, I think that's really cool on that front for for those of us who love to keep those keepsakes. All right, spotlight coming up here in just a bit. Thanks to Toby. Thanks to Joe Castiglione. The Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part today by Blue Cross and Blue Shield. For Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma updates, please check out bcbsok.com. With regard to medical treatment, members should call the number on their ID card for answers for the specific benefit questions. Our members' well-being remains our top priority as we continue to monitor developing news about COVID-19. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, that's CDC, their website is the best source for all the most up-to-date information on COVID-19. Philip 66. Philip 66 live to the full. Even in these uncertain times, your Oklahoma Chick-fil-A restaurants are here to serve you. Dining rooms are still closed, but where possible, you can still order from the drive-thru, Chick-fil-A app, or DoorDash. Without any further ado, let's bring you Spotlight from Tuesday. Hi, everyone, and welcome back into Sooner Sports Spotlight. On the far side of your screen, we have Chad McKee, Toby Rowland, and taking a break from playing Madden to join us on the show today, we have Chris Plank, and I'm Jessica Cootie. Fun show for you coming up ahead today. We have an interview with Courtney Paris. We're continuing our position breakdowns with the wide receiver position, and coming up at the end of the show, our May Madness trivia, but let's kick things off with some Sooner headlines from the past week and a big hire for Coach Sherry Cole, Chris Plank. How about one of the all-time greats? Her number is in the rafters, and she is back. Courtney Paris will join the Oklahoma Sooner coaching staff to give them, quite possibly, the greatest one-two scoring combo on the bench in <laughs> coaching history with Jackie no Styles and no Courtney doubt. Paris. It's fantastic. But, Jess, you've covered this women's basketball team closer than anyone, and you know what the name Courtney Paris brings. And when you're able to add that to your coaching staff, when you're able to – Add that to the, the, the list of, of people who are out recruiting and selling your program. It doesn't get much better than Courtney Paris. So a huge hire for the Oklahoma Sooners and Courtney Paris getting the nod as the new assistant coach for the Oklahoma Sooners as Coquise Washington has taken a job with her alma mater. I think where we head next, T-Row, what's ne- next on that to-do list for big news this week? Track and field's got a new head coach. Same head coach, actually. Tim Lankford has been named the head coach of track and field and cross country at OU. He was the interim head coach since last August. Previously, the head coach at South Carolina State. He led OU this past indoor season to a very successful run. Two Big 12 individual titles, three school records, four NCAA indoor qualifiers, multiple Big 12 and NCAA accolades. He's also had coaching stops at High Point and Charleston Southern. So congratulations to the new track and field and cross-country coach at OU, Tim Langford. And Chad McKee, that OU men's basketball schedule keeps getting better and better. It does. Of course, we had the announcement of the series with Arkansas. Sooner's going to go back to the SEC again as Oklahoma and Florida have announced a home-and-home series. The Gators will come to the Lloyd Noble Center this December. Oklahoma goes to Gainesville the following season. The common bond, of course, is Sooner head coach Lon Kruger. He led the Gators to their first-ever Final Four in 1994 and, of course, has since come to Oklahoma where he led the Sooners to the 2016 Final Four. Oklahoma and Florida have met on three previous occasions. Florida does have a 2-1 to advantage 
in the all-time series, but the last meeting, Oklahoma won it behind Christian James at the Battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas, uh, Buddy Heald's homeland. And that's a trip, Jessica, I don't think any of us, unfortunately, were invited on. Yeah, unfortunately not. I was there when Buddy Heald went, but uh, not the last time they went. But uh, guys, also last week, Lincoln Riley meeting with the media via a Zoom call. He talked about a number of different topics, but his comments on the upcoming football season really were picked up nationally for the national news saying, you know, as coaches, we're wired to do everything we can to help our football teams win games. But it's also our responsibility to look beyond what's best for our team competitively and the decision makers on the upcoming season have got to do what's best for the student athletes. That all being said, while it's still unknown, he's confident that there will be a football season. Take a listen. I definitely think we'll play. Uh... When we play, I just think everybody, whether it's our decision makers, our, our coaches, our players, fans, I mean, I, I think everybody's got to have a, a very open mind about this. You know, we're, we're not the NFL. Uh, there are some huge, huge differences in us being able to put on a successful season versus a, a, a professional league. We're not the NBA. We don't just have, you know, 15 players. This is a totally, totally different deal. So I, I do believe uh, if we do it right um, and if we're patient enough um, on some key areas, like when we bring our players back on campus, I mean, all this talk of these schools wanting to bring players back on June 1st is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. And so um we got to be patient. We'll get one good shot at it to bring them right, bring them back at the right time when we're as prepared and know as much about this as we possibly can. And uh, but I do believe if we do it right and we don't get ahead of ourselves, that we will be able to play a season, whether that's this fall, whether that's in the spring, whether it's a combination, whether it's just a full schedule, shortened schedule. You know, I don't know. I, I know all those options are on the table and, and we're going to have to have an open mind and we're probably going to have to make some adjustments along the way. But I, I, I have a high, high confidence that we are going to play football this year. All right. So again, about a 30 minute call there. He had uh, answering a number of different questions from media. Chad, what were some other big takeaways that you took away from that conversation? Well, Jessica, number one, the maturity of this still very young head coach, even as other coaches within his own conference are, are rushing to try to get back to work. And I don't want to criticize them or say that they're wrong. That's just the, the tack that they are taking right now. Lincoln Riley is erring on the side of caution with his student athletes, with his players, and with everybody. And the one thing that I took away from it, I want to go recruiting-wise on this. I think that message that Lincoln Riley is putting out there, that we are putting the athletes first, that every day we can wait before we bring them back on campus is a day we learn more about the virus. It's a day we potentially get even closer to a vaccine. That says to student athletes and their families that this coach and this coaching staff are on the side of the student athletes. Remember right now that recruiting in home is off limits. You can't go until at least June 30th. Coaches cannot go into the homes of these student athletes that they're trying to recruit. But Lincoln Riley with these virtual visits, he and his very young staff have made a lot of headway. Can't help but notice, and we can't mention their names, where they're from, their schools or anything like that, but Oklahoma has added Four to their class of 2021 really since these virtual visits took off and in the last month. I think his message is resonating with a lot of young people and their families out there, Toby. Yeah, you and I are in lockstep 
uh, Chad, much like Joe C. and Lincoln appear to be in lockstep, very level-headed approach. That jumped out at me as well. When you go into the locker rooms or into the living rooms of moms and dads across the country, first and foremost, you promise to take care of their young men. You want to make them the greatest football players they can be, but first and foremost, to take care of them. I think that message really resonated. However, Chris Plank, there was some quarterback talk I know that people were interested in as well. Hey, how fun would it be to be in that Zoom room with Lincoln Riley, Spencer Rattler, Tanner Mordecai, just to kind of soak up all that information? But the big takeaway I had beyond the planning, Jess, and beyond looking ahead to when the student-athletes might be able to come back is how smoothly everything seems to be going with their position meetings and accepting and embracing this new normal. We're going to have a quarterback battle on the field at some point, but so far in the classroom on Zoom, it's going well. Hey, always got to love that quarterback talk, right? All right, time for a quick break for us here on Spotlight. But coming up on the show, Courtney Paris joins us. But up next, we continue our position breakdowns with the wide receiver position. Keep it here on Sooner Sports Spotlight. Sooner Sports Spotlight is brought to you by Air Comfort Solutions, your total home solution for plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Make the winning call today. Taco Mayo. Fresh ingredients built to order. The Trails Golf Club. Norman's Club of Choice. Kincaid Coach. The official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Community Coffee. Family-owned Community Coffee. The official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Welcome back to Spotlight. This segment brought to you by Taco Mayo. As we continue our football position breakdowns, we move back to the offensive side of the ball. And let's talk a little wide receiver, shall we? For the second straight year, Oklahoma's leading receiver was selected in the first round of the NFL draft. Of course, CeeDee Lamb going number 17 overall to the Dallas Cowboys, following up Marquise Brown, who was selected by Baltimore as the first receiver taken in 2018. So, guys, I'm going with the third member of that trio that came in together in the spring of 2017 and Oklahoma's leading returning receiver in Charleston Rambo. He had 743 total yards last season on 43 catches at, and five touchdowns, over 17 yards per catch. You know, he enters his redshirt junior season and his best buddies, uh, Hollywood and CD, will tell you that it is his time to be the guy. I picked him as my player to watch last season, and he really burst out onto the scene right from the start against Houston in the season opener, 105 yards with a 56-yard touchdown score. He had over 100 yards receiving in three of the first four games. And at one point uh, throughout, I think through five games of the season, he was leading the nation at yards per catch at nearly 29 yards per catch. You know, his production kind of slowed down um, in as the season went along, as we saw the trust and connection kind of build between Jalen Hurts and C.D. Lamb. Uh, and as Lamb uh, emerged as one of the top receivers in the entire country and then of course, with Jalen Hurts running the ball so much. But I really do think that, that Charleston Rambo is poised to be the number one guy this year. And I think he'll tell you he is ready for that opportunity. He's been waiting patiently behind his best buddies getting to do that in back-to-back -back seasons. So I think Charleston Rambo is your guy. Um, I think a lot of people probably would have picked J Jaden Hazelwood, but Lincoln Riley also confirming in that call last week that he has suffered an injury out indefinitely with a lower leg injury. No uh, no clue as to when he might return, but Toby, you're going with one of the other five-star guys that came in with Jaden Hazelwood and the big guy, Austin Stogner. Yeah, you're taking ball out Charlie. 
I'll take uh, yeah. Baby Gronk. What a luxury, <laughs> by the way, for a young quarterback, whoever it may be, to have a wide receiving core as deep and talented as this. And we've been able to say that now for several years running at the University of Oklahoma. It's going to be fascinating to see who emerges as the star. And it may very well be Charleston Rambo. I think Austin Stogner is going to emerge as one of the best tight ends in America this year. He had only two touchdowns last year, and they both came in that big comeback in Waco against Baylor. He's massive, 6'6", 251. We didn't see a ton of him last year, but we saw enough to know that this kid has an, a possibility of being an absolute monster. We know Lincoln Riley likes to lean on the tight end. We saw Mark Andrews become a star here. We saw Grant Calcaterra become a star here, so we know it's a part of the playbook. And whether it is Rattler or Mordecai, they're going to lean on the big man. And I mean big man. Uh, he learned the ropes last year, and I think he's going to become one of the best tight ends in the nation, Chad, this season. Who you got? I love both of those picks. I'm going with another five-star guy. Oakland, Toby, you're right. It's not if somebody emerges, it's yeah. who is going to emerge. That's, that's how talented and deep this wide receiving core is. But another five-star guy in Theo Weiss. He caught eight passes for 136 yards and a pair of touchdowns a season ago. You mentioned the game down in Waco. Let's note this. C.D. Lamb did not play in that game. A.D. Miller kind of the backup as well to C.D. Lamb along with T. Weezy. That was Theo Weese's best game, only one in which C.D. Lamb did not play. He caught a big touchdown pass in helping the Sooners rally by the banks of the Brazos River and win that game. This guy has all of the skills. Size, 6'3", 200 pounds. You stand next to him on the sidelines, that is a grown man. He can be elusive at times. You see in these highlights how difficult he can be to tackle as well. I think the sky's the limit for this guy. I think it is not if, but when he breaks out. Now, he's got a lot of stars to compete with. Uh, Plank, you're going to go with pedigree and a familiar name in your choice. Yeah, I like that. We all have our nicknames. There was what, T Weezy, there was Baby Gronk, there was Ball Out Charlie. I'll just go with Stoop. Straight Stoop. There you so go. Everybody <laughs> needs a safety valve, right? You need that inside receiver that's not afraid to do the dirty work, that may have to take a hit every now and then. I think Drake Stoops is going to be that guy at the inside receiver position, a walk on. You go back to that game in Waco, Toby, that you mentioned and Chad that you brought up. He was the guy returning punts when CeeDee yeah. Lamb couldn't go. He's got a little wiggle to him. He's hard to tackle. Jess, I'm keeping an eye on that new third down Basquin, if you will, and a guy like Drake Stoops, I think he has an incredibly bright future ahead of him. Yeah, and Kel Gundy really raved about him in fall camp last year until he had a setback with a what a pulled pulled hamstring. But I, I agree with you, Plank. I think he's gonna he's poised to also have a big year. Hey, really quickly, freshman, who to look out for? Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims, early enrollee, had the best receiving yardage season in Texas high school football history. Ooh. And there's some pretty good receivers that have come through Texas. So, Jess, Just keep a couple. on the newcomer, Marvin Mims, to potentially <laughs> make an impact in 2020. I love it. Great stuff, guys. Uh, quick break for us. Up next, CP3, Courtney Paris on Spotlight. Keep it here. The Sooner Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast to listen to old shows and subscribe to always get the newest ones. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Sooner Sports TV Personalities Wardrobe is provided by Threads Menswear and Blush on Campus Corner. Hair and makeup provided by Clementine Hair Lounge. Welcome back to Spotlight. Well, the most decorated player in Oklahoma women's basketball history is coming back to Norman to join her alma mater as a part of Sherry Cole's coaching staff. Courtney Paris is Oklahoma's all-time leader in points and rebounds. She helped her teams win Big 12 titles. She went to a Final Four, went on to play 10 years in the WNBA, including winning a title with Seattle. Her jersey is hanging from the rafters, and, you know, this is her first step as a coach, but it's her belief in this program as a player that also gives her belief that she can also impact this program as a coach. Courtney, kind of walk me through the whole story. Coach Cole uh, gives you the call. It's uh, been a whirlwind, I'm sure, but what went into the decision of wanting to come back and, and work with Coach Cole and her staff? Well, it definitely came out of nowhere, um, but like Coach Cole always says, timing and spacing, and it was just a perfect scenario. Obviously, everybody's going through a big adjustment with this pandemic going on around the world. Um, I was playing in Europe. Our season got cut short. Everything hasn't gone to plan, you know? Right. And, um, but this is just one of those things, this opportunity when Coach Cole called me, although it wasn't something I knew was going to happen. Um, it's been, I feel like it's the right decision and everything happens for a reason and I'm excited about it. So why coaching? It's funny. I think as a basketball player, when you meet people, um, they're always like, yeah, probably going to coaching after. And so <laughs> everyone just assumes you're going to coaching. And it, this isn't a move I made because it's assumed you're going to coaching. Um, it's a move I made because I believe in it. I believe in the University of Oklahoma. I believe in Coach Cole. I believe in that program. Um, I've lived through it. I've been in it, you know. So I, as a player and um, as a student athlete there, I know that perspective because it's my perspective. Um, and just with the success that you can have there, I know it's there. You can have it because I've had it. Um, so, yeah, I, I was, like I said, I wasn't planning on it, but I'm glad it happened. And now it feels like 100% the right thing to do it just wasn't something i knew that was going to happen so you don't have any coaching experience you've played all levels all your whole life but why do you feel like coach cole is a great mentor to be underneath her as you make this first step into coaching oh she's a hall of fame coach you know she had she has put in the time and she's built this program um from the bottom to the top and has taken it in every situation and um I played for her. I know her. I know how hard she works. And I feel like for me to, I like challenges. I like new things. Um, I like things I believe in, which is this is something I believe in, but I want to grow and I want to learn. And I feel like there's no better teacher. I think on and off the court, she's, she was a teacher at Norman High. And so a lot of how she is, is just in a teaching way and developing. And she wants you to leave her classroom, no matter what setting it's in, a better student. And I feel like that's what I'm going to get. Hey, speaking of recruiting, what's kind of, I know this is all new for you, and, and especially now you're doing it in a way you're probably not going to do it in the future with um, all the pandemic, but what, what's your philosophy on it? What do you feel like you can bring to the recruiting aspect? My philosophy on this whole entire experience is I'm just going to be myself. Um, I'm going to be real genuine. I think as far as 
you feel like sometimes recruiting is selling something and I don't have anything to sell except for my story. Like what I've been through, what I've seen happen, happen here, how my life changed at the University of Oklahoma under Coach Cole. And um, like I said, it's something I believe in. And so I'm just gonna be myself and offer what's true. And um, yeah, that's my philosophy. You, you talked about it, Coach Cole's talked about getting this program back to competing in the Final Fours. You've been there, you've done that. What does it take? It takes work. I mean, I think the players here, and I'm talking to a lot of them, they're committed to doing the work. Um, and then obviously you have, to, you have to recruit, you have to bring in players. Um, but yeah, just that, I, I just, I think most important is just getting everybody back to that feeling of like the atmosphere and knowing that it's real and it can happen. And then also, I mean, my hope is that these incredible fans who were, you know, like, oh, we loved watching you play. Come watch us play, like fill this gym up. Like it's, it's not just the people in the court. It's not just um, the staff and the coaches and the players. Like, and people talk about the air I played in and the things I was able to accomplish. That didn't happen just because of me. Like that happened because of everybody. All the people in that gym, the fans, people buying in on the court and off the court. So many people bought in and we just need that again. We need people to buy in. We need people to come to the games and support these girls. We'll work on the basketball part. We'll work on bringing people in, but we need it to be like a total effort. And um, yeah, we want to make it exciting again. I'm going to work my hardest to help with that. And um, I'm just excited about it. And I hope people buy in and get excited about it too, because we need everybody, a total effort. Um, the whole community to buy into this. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Devon Energy, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. Welcome back. Taking a look at your upcoming TV schedule brought to you by Kincaid Coach. We've got a new featured show coming up actually right after we're done here on Spotlight and Classic Football Games all throughout the week. Again, that's brought to you by Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of the Sooners. Time now for our May Madness Trivia. This is brought to you by Community Coffee. And here is your leaderboard through two weeks. The voice remains your leader with four points. Plank. Went two for three last week, and Chad did manage to get one point last week. Chad, if you get more than go, one Chad. point this week, we might think about changing hey. your headshot that was done, what, 15 years ago? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. One of my good friends at Shawnee High School told me that he had calculated it, and if he answered C to every question on the ACT, he was guaranteed to get at least an 18. That did not work out well for him, especially the math portion of it. Okay, well, let's see how you do today. So, again, congratulations to Tim Lang for being named the new head coach for Oklahoma track and field. First question, you know, he's a graduate of uh, Radford University, a star track, a star on the track team. He was all-conference in all but one event. Here are your choices. A, high jump, B, triple jump, C, 400-meter dash, D, 4-by-100-meter relay. So, Coach Langford was all-conference in all but one of these events. High jump, A, B, triple jump, C, 400 meter dash, D, four by 100 meter relay. You guys are really thinking hard about this one. Mm, Plank is yeah. in first and he goes with C. Toby has D, I like that yellow D, uh, Toby. Tell Chloe she did a great job on that one. And Chad Thank also you. in with D. All right, Chris Plank. 
taking out, <sighs> getting the win there with C. It's the 400 meter dash. So getting closer Good to job, the boys there. Blank. If you've ever run the 400, it's not much of a dash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two. Courtney Paris owns the NCAA record for men's or women's basketball with consecutive double-doubles, 112. So question two, who wow. owns the program record for consecutive double-doubles for Oklahoma men's basketball? Again, multiple choice Ooh, here. A, Raymond Tisdale, B, Blake Griffin, C, Stacy King, or D, Alvin Adams. So consecutive double-doubles, who owns Ooh. that record for Oklahoma men's great basketball? Great question. That is a great a, question. Tisdale, B, Griffin, C, King, D, Adams. And there you go. Toby in first with D. Plain goes C, Chad goes B. So across the board, all different answers. And Toby... It's another point. It is D. It is Alvin Adams. He had 14 straight in 1972. Okay, final question for you here. Uh, so we need to be able to write down on this one, not multiple choice, but we have 30 seconds on the clock. We talked about the next big Sooner playmaker at the wide receiver position in segment two. Um, we have 30 seconds. We want you guys to write down as many Sooners as you can to have three or more touchdown receptions in a game. So... As many Sooners as you can in 30 seconds that have had three or more touchdown receptions in a football game. So 30 seconds is counting down. And we'll see how you guys do on this one. Again, uh, hopefully I can read your writing. And we might have to uh, review the tape after the show's over and, and see the official. 20 seconds left. 15. I am and we go with Chad has Broyles, Lamb, Shepard, Brown, and Westbrook. That's it. What do you got? Broyles. Yep. Okay. So here are the official. There are actually 13. Stills, Gresham, Trent Smith, CeeDee Lamb, Joe Mixon, DeeDee Westbrook, Ryan Broyles, Broyles, Manuel Johnson, Malcolm Kelly, Mark Bradley, Mark Clayton, Curtis Fagan, and Jack Lockett. So how many did you guys get? How many did you get? One, oh. two, three, four, five. I think Toby, uh, Toby won on that one. I don't know. You'll have uh, to you, you'll have to add it post show. I don't know how many I got on that. Okay. Yeah, we All need right. to so feel you're, good you're about gonna get a, Yeah. You're going to get a point for every right answer. So again, we'll have your official score for you coming up next week on Spotlight. And that's all the time we have here. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say Toby continues to be your leader, but we'll see uh, if the guys can overtake him next week. Thanks Sister for watching. Sister Jean. I do want to point out that I got five rights. And I was still blown away. Jess and I went back. I'm not doubting it, but I, in my mind, I thought Hollywood Brown had like four touchdowns against Oklahoma State, but he only had two. Had over, what, 200 yards in the first half. Really cool breakdown of the receiver position. I'm so intrigued to see kind of who steps up and who stands out, especially since Lincoln Riley confirmed the Jaden Hazelwood injury. Today's Sooner Sports Podcast has been brought to you in part by Wingstop. It's time to add some boneless wings to your Wingstop delivery order. Available in any of their 11 mouth-watering flavors, so go ahead and crush those spicy, saucy, sweet and sassy cravings. Go to Wingstop.com now and get your delivery to your door. Wingstop where flavor gets its wings. Well, here's what's on tap. Presented by Homeland. Don't feel like getting out to buy groceries? Let Homeland deliver to your door. Visit homelandstores.com for more details. Hey, on tomorrow's classic game broadcast, enjoy the 2008 Bedlam battle between the Sooners and the Cowboys. Sam Bradford flips into the end zone. It's a wild end to the first half. I, I, I put these games together, and 
you know, just to kind of break down the fourth wall, you, you try to make sure there's commercial breaks for your affiliates and how you time them out and how you kind of try to make things smooth. And if there there was a timeout when necessarily you didn't need a break, I try to edit those together so maybe you don't even notice them. I'm, I'm sure you do. But the end of the first half, literally the last two minutes, take about 20 minutes to play. There's a challenge in there. There's a couple of timeouts. It's just wild. So give it a listen. Sam Bradford in one of his signature moments, OU-OSU. Bedlam 2008. We plan on podcasts throughout the summer, so we're not going anywhere. On Monday, we'll catch back up with Toby Rowland. Uh, I saw I saw Jess and Meg have a pretty big-time interview coming up on Wednesday as Anna Yanusa and Keaton Kinley are going to join the Sooner Sports Podcast on Wednesday. And we had hoped to have Holly Rowe on with us today, but the, the schedule is a little bit crazy on this Friday. So Holly's going to join us next week, as will standout Sooner pitcher, Hall of Famer most likely, Paige Parker, on next week's podcast. And all of that is brought to you by Homeland. Uh, I learned a lot from Joe Castiglione today. I hope you did too, and I really appreciate you downloading the podcast. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend. Stay safe. And until next week, Boomer Sooner, everybody.